Good afternoon, KPFK on your radio, 90.7 FM, all over Southern California. Out of Santa Barbara County, we're at 98.7 FM, and of course, streaming for the world at kpfk.org. Pleasure to be with you on this beautiful Friday afternoon in Southern California, and uh, hope you're in a good mood, feeling good. Looking forward to a nice weekend here in uh, Subtropical Southern California, sticking around after the news, intervision till two now. Most of you know this program as being a program about spirituality and health. Now, that's a pretty big area. We talk a lot about the development of consciousness, about, oh, identity and motive, about going deeper to who you really are and what you're really for. There's a lot of comparative religion, a lot of spirituality, a lot of philosophy, And I think that's essentially, if I was going to look for one word to hang my jacket on for this day today, it would be philosophy. We're going to talk about philosophy with uh, a gentleman who is a a prolific author and philosopher. He also happens to be a friend of mine, I'm proud to say. And although he's never been on my radio program on KPFK, not till today, I have been on his radio program on KPFK. My guest for many years was the host of a KPFK program that uh, Don Bastami still uh, hosts here called Middle East in Focus. He's a friend and supporter of the Pacifica Mission and uh, live and in studio with me today and uh, has a brand new book we're going to talk about, uh, a book entitled The Purpose of Living. The subtitle, I'll tell you in just a minute, will stay with The Purpose of Living, with an introduction by some oddball egghead named Michael Benner. So that endears you to me even closer. Dr. Monim Fadali. Hello, Monim. Uh, Hello, Michael. Thank you very much for this lavish uh, introduction, and I hope I can uh, transcend from my plane to reach the high altitude (laughs) you positioned me in. Well, so I have no choice but to do my best. And uh, actually, I, I have been listening to you for almost 40 years, and first on commercial stations, and you get fed up with, the, with what's going on there. And now you came to the land of the free, and KPFK is, <laughs> is, 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 is one of the great uh, 
bright spots in this country, and I wish it and Pacifica best. I am a committed supporter, a lover, and a fan of KPFK and uh, its staff, its programmers, and uh, just one word, whatever challenges KPFK or anything facing now or in the future, it's part of life, and KPFK will transcend, and uh, it's here to stay. I truly feel that, and like uh, every group, you know, whatever our mission, whether it's corporate or like this one, in the public interest, certainly, uh, we have our ebb and our flow, all the living things breathe, and this group uh, breathes. In other words, sometimes we're on the money, sometimes we get off the track and then back on the track, but you know what I think we have that really saves us again and again is a a mission statement. Yes. The Pacifica mission statement is so well crafted. I wish more people were familiar with it. In fact, all you have to do is go to kpfk.org, the website, and you can look up the Pacifica mission statement, find out what we're really all about. One of the things I like about the mission statement, actually, is that um, it doesn't really talk about issues, per se. The closest thing it comes to an issue is uh, war and violence, and and finding, again, philosophically or spiritually, the root causes of conflict, the, the, the deeper, beyond the politics and beyond the injustices, what are the deeper reasons that man has such a difficult time getting along with his brothers and sisters, and, and that's certainly part of why InterVision is here right in the middle of the day, because we go to those deeper issues. That the, what are the roots of injustice? What are the roots of racism and war and sexism and, and so on? And I think we'll touch on that a little bit today as we talk about your book. Actually, uh, this book being it is about the purpose of life is to live it, and here is how it has to, if it is to be... Uh, semi-complete, nothing is complete in life, in nothing, everything human-made is unfinished. Uh, it has to touch on mass murder, cold war, about uh, this myth about re history repeats itself, history does not repeat itself, we repeat it. Uh, history is, is, is us, is within us, and so it, it goes into this on the individual level, the communal level and the universal level, but each one has to begin with him or herself. From there, sunshine dawns or darkness and violence besieges all of us. So it's, it's and responsibility is individual, it's untransferable. Once you are born, we are committed to the deed of trust. Mm. Its basic tenet is not the American Constitution or the Russian Constitution. Its basic tenet is do no harm. Do no harm. For you harm, you get harmed. The other is you. And I personally believe, I have some beliefs too, but they are not cast in stone. They just almost visit me that otherness is a fatal disease that have afflicted humanity. Otherness. <coughs> hmm? 
other. otherness. The other. That, that, it's the other. It's Michael who did all of it. It's, uh, it is this. It is this. Even I'm deviating, but everything interconnects. Even if you live under the worst government in the world, you know, you cannot blame the government for everything because you are the citizen. You get the government you deserve, they say. People in general get the governments they deserve. You lay back and uh, get uh, get, uh, obsessed with your possessions and trivia, like the scandals and so on and this and that. Well, this this nation is uh, is really, uh, I don't mean this one, any nation that does this gets uh, a downhill course and uh, history. Uh, will be repeated. It doesn't repeat itself with that nation. And uh, c'est la vie, monsieur, monsieur <laughs> Michel, M- Michael. Well, w- <laughs> with that as a background, yes. and uh, uh, there is a lot of political news, certainly, out of Washington this week that we could use as a background. Oh, but God. Stay away from politics, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mean stay. Well, uh, politics ac- actually is the art of dealing with people, but has been corrupted. We may use that as an entry okay. point All to right. these deeper ideas of okay. what does that reflect, this yes. situation yes. we've got ourselves yes. into. But let me say this uh, at the top of the show. I do remember the first time I spoke to you, and you called me on the telephone, and I was uh, working, as you say, at a commercial station across town, a couple of them actually, big, uh, what were in those days a big talk show, a big talk radio station, and of course they destroyed that because uh, that's another story. But anyway, what impressed me about you at the beginning was you're a medical doctor, And yet when you and I sit, we don't talk about medicine, sometimes a little about health. And and yet here is a man who's educated in science and in medicine, who's always had a passion for poetry and philosophy. And uh, sometimes I think of you as being interested in the heart on three levels, the physical organ, the heart as a cardiologist here in Los Angeles. And... uh, you're where? Queen of Angels? Is that, uh, they still call that hospital Queen of yeah, Angels? Yeah, I, I used to know it is St. Vincent and, and some other hospitals. I do also a lot of consultations, you know, and I worked at UCLA for several years. And of course, in private practice. You know, practice. I've been around uh, uh, still surviving, so, and, uh, so walking about, knocking about. <laughs> on a regular basis, you reach into people's chests and hold on to a real heart. Actually, Michael, just to intercept here, the heart is not just a pump. The heart, in, in also in, in, in science, and we know it too, open-minded scientists and philosophers such as you, it is an indirect sense organ. Yes, it senses. It does. And there's a doctor, as you know, doctrine of the heart. It's, it senses. It's a great indirect sense organ that is involved with all these senses and the suprasenses. People assume that the signal that beats the heart comes from the brain, but I understand that's not true. The the, the heart is aware of itself on the level yes. and instructs itself to beat. Is and, and and it must be. It is so vital that it has its own its own beat. You know, when ca- the brain can go dead, but the heart can still continue. Wow. 
And I, I, I refer to this here in if you, one line, a couple of lines here just hitting on this point. May I just... From your book? Uh, yes. Just a couple of lines from page... You can say, see if I am reading or skipping, Michael. You can make sure your <laughs> guest is honest. <laughs> we'll follow along the workbook. <laughs> okay, page two. Page two. And then, with your permission, I can go to the first three proposals I have on page three. You are the boss. The uh, Not the dictator, the boss. You know, enlightened, enlightened dictator. <laughs> uh, here. I say here, that's the first, you know, utterance in the book, born to be. You and I are born to be, to hear, to see, to touch, to smell, to taste, to feel, to think, to act. Energy of life is waiting. Joy of being is calling. Mm. And if you allow me... I have three proposals, page three, and I just, with, with you, you see, you are a friend of mine, so I'm not intimidated by you, Michael, so I can propose <laughs> as we go along. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing when a friend interviews you. Yeah. You get a, a, a take advantage of the best take advantage sense of, of yes. Take advantage of the friend. <laughs> Here I say, in all modesty, at this juncture I put forth my three proposals. At the very beginning of the book. Yeah, yeah, page three. There's a little ego in there. <laughs> first, propose, first proposal, that's page three. First proposal. Like the general now, and after that we can talk about the specifics. Okay. Let us acknowledge and sample life's offerings. Underline offerings, please. It's not underlined in the book, but flow with it not against it. Second proposal. Let us befriend life. Revere it. Harness and harvest its energy, its bounty and bliss. Third proposal. Live life the way life lives itself mm. creative ever renewing never repeating itself effervescent generous in many ways and always giving us more than a second chance and i just two more lines you know is, is, is urging to be in the same below this i say here the goal is inner peace equilibrium healthier life and success, anxiety, stress, depression, fear, anger, giving up and panic are not a mandate or a necessity. True, some or all may visit us, but surely we can make them transient and let them depart soon. After all, they are our personal response to what we encounter. Again, it requires a poet, a philosopher. That's Dr. Monim Fadali, if you're joining us, a heart surgeon, philosopher, poet, author, and the new book, which I was calling The Purpose of Life, and I said we'll leave it at there for now. The actual title is The Purpose of Life is to Live It, 
and mm. here's how, and you just heard that fleshed out a little bit. I'm under the impression, my good doctor friend, that if people were in touch with, if they had the ability to verbalize their sense of living life, most people would say, in so many words, that it's a search for power. And my concern is that it's a false power, especially in the West, that we seek. It's a a power over other people. It's a power to control and influence what's done with us, or to us, rather, than a more loving, creative power to do the dance around our response to what's done with us. We want to control the weather when we could just dress for it. We want to, there's a saying, I believe, in in the, the nautical world, the sailor says, I cannot control the wind, so I adjust my sails. Yes. Uh, most people are trying to control the wind. We want to control other people, certainly a government, a corporation, and most of our friends are trying to control other people. And to them, the purpose of life is getting control. If only I had enough stuff. If only I had enough money. If only I had enough prestige and status. Then I would have power over other people. And then I would have peace. And then I would be able mm -hmm. to live my life. Why is this so crazy? Well, you know... Uh... It all depends, Michael, is, is what's your concept of power. You see, as you know, there is perception and con, con, conception. You get everything in life raw, beautiful, unaltered, and your senses bring it in. And it goes into this tiny little head of us, this arrogant head with 100 billion beers in boy brain cells and then it's mixed with our residuals, our learning, what we went indoctrination in schools, indoctrination of religion, what the leaders, you know, re, you know, the uh, clerics and the politicians, they're all, they're, they're, the two are almost the same, indoctrination of the mind, you know, and yes, you do this or else you go to hell. The, the, these are not birds of paradise, they are peacocks. Most of them are peacocks, not birds of paradise, I call them. And I have respect for some of them, but the majority are peacocks. You, want, you get a, a marble column and all of them, this and uh, for a picture for this or that, rather than feeding the poor and ministering to them and washing their feet like Jesus did. So, power really, in mind to me, power is energy. And energy is life. Power is energy. Is energy. And the best way to harvest the energy of life is the great power of attention. Mm. Attention is energy. Because apathy is, is, is lack, lack of energy. Because is, is energy. Attention, then you harvest the manifestations of life. The good and the bad. The ups and downs. The, 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 how beautiful the roses is. Opportunities for you, which are almost unlimited. We limit ourselves. Even, I don't believe even in the word handicap. Handicap is just a physical term, but handicap is a challenge for one to rise above the handicap. And a lot of great things 
have been discovered and found by people we call handicapped. I don't use these words. These words are, uh, shall I use the word stupid? I don't classify people. Actually, I all against classification up rich and poor, young and old. You are as young as, as, as you feel, as you want to be. And uh, no one has the right to classify me into young or old. I am not young in chronological age, but I'm, I feel like a teen, a teen, a teen age. So it's, if you take power as energy, it is very good. And also, and don't forget, passion. Passion. I don't mean in religious terms. It is the breed reactor of energy and energy. And, 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 and by following a good way of living, I explained very well in this book, regarding the diet, the exercise, meditation, getting beyond yourself, stop this damn fierce competition and the treadmill of life and the turmoil and you just go the greatest the great school the gateless gate mm -hmm. of the highest institute of education it's not UCLA or or um, Hopkins where I trained it's not this some of these institutions actually are harmful many of them the more they grow they may the more they indoctrinate the mind whether the, whatever they teach whatever they do life is the gateless gate of learning and the tool you don't have to enlist the enlisting is by unbiased observations and unbiased observation you, you cannot force it it is by rapt attention then you can harness how can we see. How, i'm sorry yeah, how, yeah. how could life be wonderful <laughs> If we don't wonder, yes. and we can't wonder if we don't pay attention to what we're—I mean, that's, that's what I hear you saying. So instead of trying to just simply acquire stuff and have power over other people, if we would but wake up and pay attention. Yes, uh, just why? But also, the ones who are at fault are two: the one who exercises power over the person, and the other one is the one that follows. There is the master needs slaves to be master. Let all slaves rebel and break the citadels and so on. I'm for that. I'm a revolutionary person inside me, a restless soul, but restless the energy of you know change of life, ups and downs of life. That change that is good. The breath also, yes. So also, I it is. You are not allowed. Don't be. I, one of the actually of the chapters is twenty nine. They call I call them pillars or something, whatever you know. Is is the is don't follow or become a follower. You just lose your identity, and I'm speaking about the ego. But you lose your sense of perception, your freedom to harness. So you're saying people who think they're on this upwardly mobile race for power are actually slaves. They're okay. followers. Yes, the ones, Michael, my dear friend, the ones who crave possessions the most are the ones with most possessions. There is no end to possessions. And actually one of the biggest afflictions in America that's impeding its liberation is its obsession with possessions.
Possessed by possession? P possessed by the, the, the car, the thing, <laughs> the lati. Right. Yeah, I have to go to, to I don't mention uh, stores by name, otherwise they get that after you sue yeah, and ruin yes. you. You know, they, you know how it is. We, we, we sue every, everybody. So, possessions. <sighs> and, but in this material possession, they lose the, 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 the most precious possession, their energy, their perception, their innate, because every one of us, every one of us, including the so-called mentally this or mentally that, I don't use these words, you know, we are all born with a bag of tools, born with you, because you came to this life, no choice, a little tiny sperm out of a million was eager <laughs> like some eager. of us are, and <laughs> got into this ovum and hit, and here, here comes Michael or Ammonium or, or whoever. So, since we did not come to here by our own choice and create ourselves, there is a higher power than us, and there must be a purpose. And a purpose in three words do no harm. Do no harm. Art and science of living is available and is not going to come from Harvard or UCLA or all these big institutes. It's going to come from life and meditation, all of this. One of the, for me, greatest <clears throat> breakthroughs in my understanding of spirituality, metaphysics, comparative religion and philosophy is that this idea of a higher heart or a higher quality of love, uh, sometimes I'm concerned that we have the same word, love as an emotion, and love in a spiritual sense as in love your enemy. That's not a reference to any emotion toward the enemy. It has more to do with being aware of the fact that as you say, there really is no enemy. There is no one here called them who is not really ultimately just us. And that these polarities and this sense of separation that we create, I am not you, you are not me. And again, our leaders do this. There's great money to be had. And again, this false power to be had in that. But the idea that love is awareness yeah. That love is consciousness, that love is the degree to which we're awake and alert and paying attention. I think that, that, that was, for me anyway, a big breakthrough. It is, it's all of that. It's all of that. I, I might just make my own little comment or little spice or little touch of salt. Love, I came to perceive it. As I walk, my all, I always walk. I, I, by the way, a friend of mine a couple of days ago said she exercised on the treadmill. I told her I don't believe in treadmills. My wife tried to let me use, I don't use this thing. Walk with nature. Brisk walking, run. That's then you have it plus because you connect with nature. Anyway, love is the absence of otherness. This includes others. The others are all humans, the blacks, the Latinos, the Anglo-Saxons, the races. I, I cannot keep going, keep yeah, counting yeah. and counting. And the bird, 
the lizard, the skunk, the, the, every, every, all are needed. I don't want to brag on this show, but I say it. I wrote the book, the best book I cherished in my whole life that gave me the most satisfaction and the most difficulty was the High Institutes of Learning in America is Animal Experimentation, A Harvest of Shame. When I see a skunk crossing front of the car, I just, my wife can tell you, oh God, I pray that the skunk will be saved. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it actually for, for the skunk. When I connect with the skunk and the lizard and the tree and some intelligent people like you and the dust and the mud and the air and the river as it flows to the ocean and the ocean never refuses its rivers. When I connect with all of this and dawn and sun, this is, oh my God, this is, so love is all what you said, but I crystallize in a cup. Love is the water of life, it's the absence of otherness. The absence of, so harmony would be a good word for that. Uh, it is it, it, included. Yes, of course, harmony is a very big thing. Yes. We think of these sometimes as being Eastern concepts, but the old Greeks had this down, the famous quote from Heraclitus that no man ever steps in the same river twice, talks about the the change of all things, yes. and the divinity in all oh, things. Yes. And and my, my goodness... Uh, do you, do you think in the West, especially with the, the fundamentalist or, or orthodox concepts of, of uh, uh, Christianity and Judaism and even the Islam, uh, I think there's such a fear of paganism here that if we honor the divine in nature, then we're pagans. Uh, <laughs> Michael, <laughs> how my, do you address that? My own opinion about uh, religion is if you want to be a pagan, so be it. If you want to be a Muslim, be it. If you want to be Christian, be it, etc., etc., etc. Just do no harm. And if you really believe in God, if you really believe, let God sort them out. Don't do the sorting. And I warn in my writings and on the radio and television, people condemn religions without knowing what religions say. And lately, I don't go into politics, religion. Is the religion now being brutalized and slaughtered on every talk show and so on. And they don't know what this religion even says. And I'm going to mention it, Islam. Islam actually is all the religions the closest to Buddhism is Islam. It is totally, totally molested. Well, I don't go certainly. into the it is product of Islam. Yeah. And uh, actually, I'm not propagandizing for it, but it is... Uh, it is a doctrine in, in the Quran for any Muslim to believe in all goods of prophet from Adam, Abraham, uh, Moses, uh, David, all of them and to believe in them and revere them equally. That's a mandate. And if anybody wants to research it, here, Quran, Surah number 2, I think verse 285. So, I mentioned also some people also, you cannot also condemn Christianity or condemn Judaism for what Israel does or Christianity for what George Bush is doing or this or that. You see, it is not the religion. 
It is what you do with the religion. Yeah. The Inquisition in Spain came and was a glorious period of Spain, Andalusia, and mass slaughter of gypsies, Muslims, and Jews. So uh, it's, it's uh, I, 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 but on a personal level, actually, one has to start with him or herself. I like to just mention defeat is not final. Failing, if you fail, it doesn't mean, failing is different than failure. Failing is good. It improves you. If you learn. You learn. Yeah. There are actually, there is no problems and, 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 and uh, all, all questions, all questions and all, all, all answers and solutions predate their questions because a, a, a problem is something right when wrong. Who did this wrong? It is the glorious hand of men and women. The cosmos was in a state of equilibrium till Homo sapiens came and on came the deviation, jealousy, ambition, ego, which separates from others, separates you from others. And separate, separate existence is a myth. I need you, you need me. Right. And I like, by the way, and I told I called you, uh, and then I better be quiet now, one of your best statements you ever made on the radio, and I'll quote you, and you just correct me. You said, in all your life, you, you identify with the trash collectors. So am I. I always identified with them. I always identified with the with the people who are, who even people call they stink or something. I just, these are my, my people, that's the people I love. And gives you great power, not power, energy when you connect because these people are very powerful. You don't know how powerful they are. Well, there's a level of honesty. I mean, we can't generalize, but we yes. must. Yes. And there's a, um, a level of honesty in humble people and so-called simple people that, that I do love, I yes. do admire. And yes. uh, especially now at this period in history or in my life, in yes. my, uh, my history, the arrogance and the hubris <laughs> of people who, uh, who, who call themselves our leaders, whether in politics or in corporate government, uh, how can the greatest nation in the world, if we call ourselves that, allow so much hunger in this nation, much less elsewhere? Uh, and again, I think that this idea of separateness versus harmony, yes. as you say, yes. do no harm once you yes. understand that I yes. am you and the divine is yes. in all things. Yes. This is fundamental. Yes. And it is in the mystical traditions of yes. all religions. But... Religion, as an organization, tends to move away from the mystical toward the dogmatic, and now it finds itself right back in that double bind of separateness. Yes. My religion, not your religion. Yes. Uh, and then again, we see our leaders doing the same thing. George Bush, you're either with us yeah. or you're against us. You know, Michael, uh, how this book the purpose of life is to live it, and here is how it's 29 lessons, the keys to solving life's problems, etc., etc., how it came to be while I was walking, you know, in the 
meadows and around by the ocean, the book almost wrote itself. Really? So I sat on a rock and sketched 29 items. And this became the 29 lessons in this book. Let's talk about some of those lessons. I need to reintroduce you. Yeah. And I'd like to give the telephone number for those who have questions of you. Uh, my guest is Dr. Monim Finale. Uh, he is a scientist. He is a heart surgeon, a medical doctor, a, a cardiologist. In addition to being a scientist, he's also, as I've mentioned, a philosopher and a poet and a true Renaissance man. And... Uh, a friend of mine, I've known him for 20-plus years. We get involved in uh, the mid-Reagan era when we thought we are going to have this big nuke shootout. We came pretty close to what Reagan used to call a limited nuclear war, remembering the madness of 20-plus uh, years ago. And uh, you were involved in a group then, I think, called Physicians for Social Responsibility. Yes, or, yes anti-nuclear group. Yeah, yes. ended up winning a Nobel. And uh, we, we met, actually... Reagan with his daughter and so on, and he promised. And uh, Helen Caldicott, a friend of mine, he met with her, and now we few people were there. And uh, he promised to end all of this, but he got out. And of course, the, there's those advisors who bring people to power, and they will do this or else. Yeah. Or well, he maybe fooled us. You know, we say we thought he agreed with us, but uh, anyway, he it came didn't close. work. There was it, a I point came, where he. The, yes, and his daughter was a friend of us, you know, one of his daughters, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Go ahead. Well, KPFK on your very own radio, we're <clears> going <throat> until 2 this afternoon. And again, Dr. Fidali has a brand new book called The Purpose of Life is to Live It. And here's how. Dr. Monim Fidali, my guest, if you'd like to talk to him, if you have questions about the book or about this concept we're talking about, the purpose of life, what does it mean to live your life outside of the simple race for goods and power over others, a sense of identity. And Dr. Fidali is talking about awareness and waking up and to be here now and those kinds of concepts. 818-985-5735-985-KPFK. Brooks is our producer. You'll talk to her. You mind, uh, Mike, if I uh, just say the, f the few points that the book offers can I sure, very, very shortly? Oh, yeah. Here, just to summarize it, the, the, the book has 29 lessons. And the back cover of the book, from the back cover, with my little picture on, was, was, was the beret. <laughs> I'm not French, but I wear a beret because they, they tell me I look sexy in a beret. So I, I was wrong. <laughs> I've never seen you without it. I think you might wear that to no. bed. Okay. Sure. You wear that in the operating room? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, the idea, the, 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 uh, the, 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 they say, hey, we offer practical guides with 29 lessons yes. to enable you to, number one, recognize and revive your assets and put them to work. Two, double and triple your energy. Three, befriend yourself. Yet go beyond yourself and succeed. Yeah. Number four, get away from life's turmoil and treadmill. Free yourself from myth and anxiety, indecision, fear, stress, and depression. Lastly, live a healthy lifestyle to heal, rejuvenate, and invigorate your mind and body and extend your longevity. Michael, I wouldn't have been able to write this book unless I have, as a human being, 
experiencing all of the above unless you experience him. Like anybody else, I get my own downs, but I rise up on the wings of time and space and energy of attention and recognition. And that's so nicely said, and yet it seems so esoteric to people. You get fulfilled by paying attention. And, oh, yeah, of course. Attention is, that's not the definition of intelligence, is attention, rapt attention. You know, it's not information. Our intelligence is mostly a partial intelligence. And the more you learn from books and, you know, hierarchy, the less you lose your innate intelligence. And you get partial intelligence rather than universal in- intelligence of perception. Innate intelligence, that's a topic we can do another whole show yes. on. That. <laughs> I want to ask you about the 10th lesson here. Yes. Try poetry. Oh, yes. The, you have a nice little phrase, the thud and beat of poetry. Yes. And again, here coming from a, uh, uh, a heart surgeon who is a poet talking about the thud and the beat. Um, yes. There is a, a thud and a beat to yes. life that goes beyond the heart itself, yes. doesn't there? Have you always loved poetry? Have you always felt the appeal of poetry? Oh, my God, yes. I've been writing Even as a po- boy? Po- poems since I was a kid. Yeah. It just uh, it comes to you, and to be honest with you, Michael, not being uh, arrogant or anything, this poetry, I hear it on radio and television these days, it just... Uh, Mostly a bunch of crap, to be honest with you. It's not, it's not free poetry. It doesn't come from the soul. I don't know, maybe a computer is put together and makes a few words and so on. It, it, poetry, it has, it, has, it has to fire you. you got, it, is, it, is, it transcends prose. It's a prayer. It's divine. And it doesn't, it is, it is higher than having a specific meaning. Do you think this is why this uh, uh, 800-year-old, or I'm trying to remember exactly when Rumi did live, this, uh, oh, this uh, the, the, medieval... The 13th uh, century. 13th century, yes, okay. Yes. So 700, 800-year-old uh, uh, yes. Middle Eastern poet has become America's most beloved poet. He's more, more He's better known than Carl Sandburg or, or Robert Frost. And uh, he deserves it. <laughs> I mean it. I, I, so. I mean it. Is, uh, because they were prayers. They were they were aspirations to a quality of love yes. that certainly transcends romance yes. and friendship, and also quality of language too. Mm. I, I I love language and so on. Of course, I don't mean everybody has to use uh, uh, fancy. It's not the fancy language. It is the word expressing what it means. Because words are letters. It contains something. And, and uh, unfortunately, uh, words and human language and, and, and speech is sometimes, you know... Can be inadequate. Uh, can be misleading. And misleading. We have to open the word. It's a letter. Open it and find its meaning. Yeah. It's one of the problems we have with email. People are relying yes. now on words without intonation, yes. without breath, without rhythm, without facial expression, without body language. And uh, they get into trouble with their emails <laughs> because yes. they don't have any of yes. these qualities yes. in them. Yes. But uh, so, uh, what do you uh, suggest to somebody who thinks there might be a poet hidden within them they'd, they'd like to liberate? I tell you, for this person, I would say is go by, a, uh, by the seashore or by a tree or just walk 
I never a piece of paper and a pen, like the way I write my poems. I never, I never intend to write them. And what comes you put, put on paper, then you may review your spelling if you made a wrong word and so on. It's just uh, corrected, but it has to come from the heart. You cannot sit and write it. I never sit and write a poem. To me, it is sin against the verse. Prose you may. Even in my prose, I usually write it when it comes a to sin me. against the verse to rewrite well, it? Is, no, it's to, it's, to, it's, to, it's to try to write it. It has to oh, visit you. No effort. Otherwise, it's not poetry. So you uh, wait for it to come to you. It comes. It comes if your soul is on fire benevolent fire, if you're passionate, if you have energy, if you look at the poor and they break your heart, if you get uh, uh, the tree rustle moves you and all of this, it has to come. Poetry is the, is the life's beat. We're having uh, several people calling to get clarification on how you spell your name. Oh. Indeed, so. <laughs> and, Fidali, and how to get the book. <laughs> and how to get the book, exactly. <laughs> So um, it's not commercial. I just assume everybody goes to their local neighborhood bookstore first, and then to Amazon. But you're going to be signing books in the yes. May I give this in the Los Feliz area? Give it now, and we'll do it again at the end of the show. Yeah, I can give it very, very quickly. Actually, a a lot of people expected there. It is like a festival in some way. The Skylight. uh, The Skylight Bookstore. Its address is eighteen eighteen. 1818 North Vermont Avenue in Los Feliz. The telephone of the store is 323-660-1175. And it is July 21st, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Starts at 5 p.m. In all modesty, I'll introduce the book, and you guys can ask me any question you want. You can even... Attack the book. That's will, fine. Will you, read, will you read from it? <laughs> I will read Just from a little it. Bit. Yes, I will read So from 5 it. o'clock tomorrow afternoon, Saturday, yeah. the yes. 21st of July. Yes. 1818. North Vermont. North Vermont Avenue, Los Feliz, Skylight Bookstore. Right. Telephone is 323-660-1175. I will be there to challenge you and for you to challenge me. Now, if I buy uh, enough lovingly. books, <laughs> if I buy enough books, do I get a coupon for heart surgery or anything like we'll, that? A discount? We'll talk to my secretary. Okay. <laughs> in, in all arrogance. The, the purpose, However, also they can get it from any from Amazon.com. Yes. Their their favorite online. Uh, it's available nationwide yes. also on the internet. Yes. Or, or onlines have it. Amazon have it actually. I am told by by publishers, that the, my 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 spies, that it already sold like I mean, quite a number, a thousand copies. So some from states as far as Iowa and oh, uh, and Hawaii, and because of the internet, and probably people who <laughs> read some of your other books, like Coping and Beyond. Yes, and, and particularly animal activists who yes. who still remember me for the animal experimentation, a harvest of shame. You were an anti-vivisectionist <laughs> before uh, PETA or And I'm vegan, uh, complete vegan, 100%. Yes. You've been demanding <laughs> I do that for a long time. Yes. And Fadali, F like Frank, A-D-A-L-I. D as in, D as in dog or right. David, whatever right. you want to call it. Right. And Monim, <laughs> uh, 
M-O-N-E-I-M. M as in Mary, or N as in Nancy, I-E-M as in M. In the title, The Purpose of Life is to Live It, and here's how my guest today in Intervision. Let's take some telephone calls. Would you like to do that? Of course. Got a few minutes left. Let's go out to, uh, oh, somewhere in Los Angeles, the big city, and Babette. You're on KPFK and Intervision. My guest is Dr. Monim Fadali. Hi, Babette. Both of you, how are you doing today? Uh, fine, thank you very much, my dear. You better sound great. I am, I am absolutely wonderful today, and and every day I get better and better, as 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 Michael says. So, what I'm curious is, are you talking about living your life in a superior fashion, not being superior to other people, but being superior in your thoughts and your deeds and your actions and your and your speech? Uh, actually, I, with due respect to you, my dear listener, I don't believe in superiority. Superiority well, leads don't. to arrogance. Uh, what I mean to say is you only have one, there's one constitution only. Right. Do no harm. Revere life. And life means the fellowship of creation from the algae to the lizard to the tree which gives us oxygen. We cannot survive without trees, yet we break them, and, and the environment and the air. I, I, I don't mean a superior, uh, you know. Okay. Uh, this is a false concept. You know, if, <laughs> being humble is really, if you want to make it a superiority, because you, you transcend in thought, and you, you, you see clear, your walk is soft, you are gentle with yourself. You are embracing and being embraced. Right. You revere the air, the water, uh, and will never like to pollute it and stand up to the government. And even if bullets come through our heads, we should do all this because, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You want to follow up a bit? I will follow up. The one, thing, <clears throat> the one thing I wanted to add was that I had read recently read the book from David Dita, The Way of the Superior Man. So that's why I posed the question. But you just answered it so succinctly and, and, and eloquently that I have no other question other than I will see you manana and I will buy your book. I'd Good. love to see Good. you there. Please let me know. Come on, hug me. I'll hug you back. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm a vegan too, and I'm a vegan chef. This makes it more obligation to come. Okay. And I'll give you a big hug. Oh. <laughs> A gentle one, big you gentle sound one. Like a cute person. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what some women say. A minority of them. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, you two. Thank Thanks, you. Babette. Bye. Let's go to Rudy. You're on KPFK <laughs> and uh, Intervision with Michael Benner. My guest, Doctor Monium Fadali. Hi, Rudy. Rudy in Highland Park. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi. Now we got you. Okay. Uh, you know, I appreciate everything, every word you've been saying. I was writing. I'm an activist. And I was writing some uh, things I want to spread out, you know, like next few days. And everything, some of the things that you were saying just just a while ago, I had written, I, had, I already had written down, you know. And that's why I'm so shocked that, you know, someone is, has the same similar thoughts, you know, worldwide. Because I see American people, you know, I believe like, like about 80% of them are not just here in L.A., but worldwide, you know, you know I mean, the whole countrywide, uh, 80% are, are walking blind. They really are not seeing the truth of what really is going on around the world. And uh, that's what I try to get out to people. And and uh, you, you you inspired me so much by just listening to you talk about your book. And uh, I'm going to put you in a spot by asking you, 
what phrase would you want to tell people to to hear, you know, like uh, in your book, that it, it is very important to you? Just a small, short phrase or, or a chapter even in your book. Beyond do no harm. I think that's been sort I, of I would say two things has crystallized the whole book. Do no harm. That's what Number I two, born <laughs> to be, therefore learn to be. Yeah, read the book then. And read, <laughs> yes, read and do it. It, it sales itself. It's, it's actually is an easy reading because the book wrote itself. Yeah. Uh, I'm just an, an, an agent. <laughs> well, you just talked me into being there tomorrow with you. I I will love to shake hands with you. I'll, I'll meet you there tomorrow. Rudy, for sure. long live Rudy. Thanks, Rudy. <laughs> hey, thank you very much, Doctor uh, sure. Onin Fadali. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> go to uh, to so long, Rudy. Thank you, bud. Uh -huh. Let's go to uh, Topanga Canyon and Patty. You're on KPFK with Doctor Fadali. Hello, Patty. Hello. Hi, Doctor Fadali. Yes, my dear. Okay. Um, I uh, have a long-winded question, which is sort of uh, condensed. And the question is, um, how uh, does one rise above uh, people uh, that undermine or sabotage your passion to harmonize uh, with that which you speak of in your book? Okay, I'm going to answer succinctly. Whatever, Patty, right? Yes. My dear beloved Patty, whatever comes to you, be it fear, anxiety, somebody insulting you, yes. the response, what really, the, the, what really harms you or me, and we all get some of this, is not what happened to you, is your response to it. If somebody, say, insults you, say your names and so on, transcend, say to yourself, maybe he doesn't know better, I wish... This person will know the meaning of love, and just you control your response. You know that is that is that's what you can. You cannot control people or happenstance or environment, etc., or the variables. Just your response. Don't m meditate, and all meditations are based on breathing, because breathing is involuntary. Don't let these are all irritants we all face. Okay? Train on it. Train on it. I, I understand. You uh, when when your uh, response is nothing or complacency, uh, doesn't that instigate uh, that person to continue? I, I, I don't mean complacency. I have been insulted a few times, and I tell, if it's a woman, I say, sister, why do you do this, and so on, why do talk to me, let's talk about it. If they say, go to hell... I said, well, you know, I prefer hell to paradise, but it's okay now. <laughs> they, you, you, use humor. Use humor. And don't show reaction. Just use humor, which is actually mostly humorous. And if they, they are obstinate, just let them go their way, uh, my darling. You cannot uh, reform the unreformable. Just uh, the main thing, keep the jewels and pearls you have. Yeah, it's... Uh, I understand... Uh Patty, the frustration, certainly, yes. of trying to manage our emotions, and when we most need it, it often yes. seems the least uh, accessible to remain calm and to lift yes. our anger to compassion and our fear to love, uh, our tendency to react to instead choose an appropriate reaction. This is very challenging to us, but 
It's something that we can learn, and I think in a word, I agree with Dr. Fadali, meditate and breathe. That That's that's the antidote. That, that has a carryover effect and helps out. Okay. Th- thanks Thank very so much. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, yeah, good. We'd love to see you. Thank o'clock. you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> KPFK on your radio. Our guest this hour has been Dr. Monim Fadali. He has a brand-new book. Dr. Fadali is a... Uh, a heart surgeon, a poet, and a philosopher, a truly a Renaissance man. The new book is called The Purpose of Life is to Live It, and Here's How. And again, you're going to be at the Skylight Bookstore. Yes, yeah, Skylight. Can I say it one more time, yeah, Mike? One you more know time. How, how authors are? Skylight Bookstore. Everybody be there, please. <laughs> 1818, North Vermont Avenue, Los Feliz. Telephone number 323 or so also the internet, any internet you can get, but be there. will be a, a wonderful uh, gathering, and we'll all have fun. About how far and south I love you of all. Los Feliz is that? You mentioned Los Feliz. Uh, south of Los Feliz, a couple of blocks. A couple of blocks. Yes. Vermont, just south By of the Los post office. There you go. I By the post is. office. All right, good. And, and the theater that is there. Sure. There's a theater there, Los Feliz movie theater. Skylight Bookstore, 5 o'clock tomorrow. Meet Dr. Fadali's... Uh, wonderful man you'll enjoy the encounter and i know you'll love the book and maybe you can pick up a few other like coping and beyond and the anti-vivisectionist book and such and wake up and enjoy your life thank you doctor thank you michael thanks kpfk and uh, and the people who helped here i enjoy kpfk is my home thank you and thanks to d'angelo as always for engineering to brooks for producing my wife doreen for all her invaluable help and to each of you for listening tuning in and supporting kpfk in its specific mission my website theagelesswisdom.com also remember kpfk.org this program is archived streaming downloadable and of course podcast at the itunes music store Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. As always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner.